Yo, 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 what's up, everybody? Thank you for tuning in to yet again another fantastic indie creator interview. It's your Caper Seracone, and we're keeping it geekly with our returning guest, Paula Ritchie. We're here to break down Penis Team Heroes Unleashed, book one, and everything in between. Paula, welcome back. I mean, it's all we, we were talking backstage. It's almost been 300 interviews since you last been on. You know, how's everything been? Like, last we were talking about, I think, was Soulbound. So, what's happened since then? Um, Every every sort of insanity and road roadblock and Murphy's Law, you know, popping up everywhere. Oh, but no. I am powering through. Every time something comes <laughs> up, you know, you just gotta crawl over it and keep moving. So I am I am still doing Soulbound. Um, so you know, bits and pieces of my support system that I had in place have kind of drifted on. But I am still here. I remain. Stay and, strong. Uh, <laughs> so um, I got out my first two issues of Soulbound. And I'm working on Soulbound issue three. Oaths. And uh, this is the last one that my artist, Mia Pierce, uh, penciled and inked for me. And uh, I think I'm going to be the one doing the art from now on. And also, I had been printing uh, through uh, Alterna Comics, their uh, printer partnership program. But they've discontinued that, so I'm not sure how I'm going to get this printed. But at the very least, I can still release it digitally. Yeah, yeah. And I'm, I'm looking into a few different printers. And, you know, I might have to go with the shiny paper rather than the newsprint. I really like the classic newsprint, but if shiny paper is more available then i might touch up the colors and go for a slightly new look on from here on out mm -hmm. so as the writer and the colorist of issues one and two i mean how, how does it feel to potentially be the artist as well you know the pencil the inker for uh, issue three oh absolutely overwhelming but we just push it off onto future paula she never minds <laughs> or at least she can't come back and get me so are you, I mean, has art always been something that you were interested in and you kind of just did the colorist route? Or is this something that new that you're learning and, you know, kind of taking on at the same time? Um, well, I, uh, I've always been interested in doing my own art. Um, I've always, always been an artist, you mm -hmm. know, ever since kindergarten. And, um, so I was trying to learn how to draw comics and I even took a course in it and I didn't feel like I had a good grasp. And then at the time that I was ready to, uh, to actually get Soulbound made, I came across Mia in a group of um, comic creators and I hired her to do it and she was actually, she was actually such a natural and her <laughs> Her lines just flowed and had this lively, liquidy quality to them. And um, I and she would send me sketches and, you know, ask, you know, what do you think of doing it this way? What do you think of doing it this way? And test thumbnails and everything. And just communicating back and forth with Mia, I learned so much that I hadn't even touched on in the course that I'd taken. Mm -hmm. So just getting in there and and working with her to create the sequential art just taught me so much over the past few years. Um, I don't feel 100% con 
confident that I can take her place. I don't think anybody can, honestly. Mia was fantastic. <laughs> um, but I can give it my best shot, and I'm only getting better. Yeah, yeah. Do you think you're going to plan your approach a little bit differently? Like, knowing that you're the writer and the colorist, like, maybe, like, do you panels differently than you normally would have with a different artist? I might, I might try to have a little more mercy. Yes. <laughs> hey, sometimes it's I nice mean, to take it a little easier on yourself, right? <laughs> I mean, yeah. So maybe, maybe we'll dial back a little bit on the backgrounds occasionally. Um, and well, at least I, at least I know exactly what it looks like in my head. I'm mm -hmm. just going to have to deal with it if I can't make it look like that. <laughs> so what came first? Was it Soulbound or Penis? Um, penance, honestly, when I was about 14 years old, I started kicking around an idea for a superhero type girl and, um, you know, with, you know, superpowers because I was, I was watching a lot of animated X-Men <laughs> and, uh, Great show, I really liked way. Rogue. Um, I, I just really loved Rogue. I felt like I saw myself, which is really odd. <laughs> <laughs> because other than the accent, we don't have that much in common. Oh, yeah. That, I was going to say, she always had that famous accent. <laughs> but, yeah, I was always excited to see an episode that heavily featured Rogue. And then I started, you know, kicking around my own ideas and, you know, taking my favorite bits and pieces of different characters. And at some point, they just sort of morphed together into a completely different person. Like... Like, Penance isn't just a character that I put together pulling different pieces of different other people's characters. She's her own person with her own personality. And it was like I could follow where her life went. Like, she was, for real, somebody standing in front of me telling me what was going on. That's so awesome, though, that it's been a, a series you've been working on since the age of 14. How many, uh, so how many books are out currently right now within the, the Penis series? Currently, there's just the one because of, you know, the, the big disaster. Um, mm -hmm. So I had released, um, I had gotten a publisher for Penance, Teen Heroes Unleashed book one. They were, um, this was with Silver Empire Press and they were pulling together like this superhero universe, like a novel verse where each mm -hmm. author just had you know free reign for their own series they just all take place in this one universe oh that's so cool yeah um it's it was really a fantastic um concept and i at the time i had a character but i didn't know where she lived mm -hmm. and it's like it all came together she lived in the heroes unleashed universe and you know, she would, uh, she lived in this universe where other heroes existed, um, where this type of underworld existed mm -hmm. as well. And, you know, you get your cameos from other characters in other series, but really you're, you're doing your own thing in your own tone, in your own style. And there's only like minor overlaps. I don't think I've ever really heard of something like that happening within books. I mean, within comics, yes, but like within actual books where it's each a different like writer doing mm -hmm. their own thing. Like that is such a cool concept. Yeah, it's it's really amazing. Also, the 
the writing is top notch in every series. I mean, they got they got the best writers to pull this off. So Morgan Newquist, she uh, started it with her series. Um, let's see. And now I'm drawing a blank on the, like the title of the book. That's that's hey, terrible. No I worries. Don't I have it here. It's called it's called Heroes Fall. I actually have it beside me. I was gonna say post production. We could just edit that together. They'll never know. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And uh, Ben Chia also wrote a series um, starting with Song of Karma. Uh, J D Cowan. Um, he also wrote a series. Or at least everybody was getting started like a really good solid start on a series and each one is so different because uh ben chia's uh series was very dark and noir and police procedural mm -hmm. and uh you know and very thriller-esque uh very fast-paced very very gritty and uh and then J.D. Cowan's was, um, any, anyway, so they, there's a lot of, um, like, different aspects of characters and genres, but it's all superhero, and it's all in the same universe. So do they tie, do any of those characters tie into this book one? Uh, yes, yeah, some of Morgan's characters from Heroes Fall um, have, That's like, really cool, cameos. Though have cameos in uh, Penance, and also Pen is featured in like a, a paragraph or two in Heroes Fall as well. Like oh, that's so of, awesome. She's one of the kids in Hangman's house uh, when this shelter for superhero kids is destroyed at the mm -hmm. time. So she spent, she's one of the kids that had been staying there. That's so cool. I, I like. Are you guys able to keep this going, or is it something where each series is kind of taking its own route at this point? Um, it's a little hard to say right now because everybody who was with Silver Empire got their rights back, mm -hmm. um, and we and everybody who was originally part of the Heroes Unleashed universe, we're the only ones allowed to uh, still call it a Heroes Unleashed book, and also we have an in-universe. Uh, co-author Thomas Plutarch so if you search on Amazon for all of Thomas Plutarch's books you should get all of the Heroes Unleashed books that are still in print or that have come back um, but right now everything's a little scattered I don't know when they're all gonna return but mm -hmm. you know like King Arthur maybe they will um, so how did it feel playing with another writer's character was that like a, a fresh experience for you where you kind of nervous about doing that character justice like what goes into that um yeah there's a lot of back and forth like asking you know is this the right tone for uh what they would say and is this the good is this a good spot for them to appear and then morgan was also um helping to edit penance so you know she would you know write back with you know there's a spot right here in this scene where um you kind of needed somebody and I know the perfect person to show up. Um, <laughs> like we know who's in the area, the area at the time. Mm -hmm. So, uh, so yeah, it kind of dovetailed together pretty easily as far as 
as far as I was concerned. Um, but still, each book or each author gets to do pretty much their own thing. Okay. Oh, that is awesome. Everyone that is watching, you can pre-order this right now. It's what, $2.99? It's such an outstanding price for, I think, 320 pages of, of book. That, holy okay. crap, biggest bang for your buck that I've heard. Let me get this link in chat right now. And, and guys, if you can't pre-order this today, simply putting this on Twitter or Facebook, word of mouth is 100% free, and it helps our cause just tremendously. So sharing this wherever you can helps a ton, and we would greatly appreciate it. So, wow, I mean, what goes into balancing a young adult superhero book, you know, for ages 12 to 18, uh, to hit both those markets? It just seems like it would be a complex scenario. Um, well, it was a little bit complicated because I wanted to put it in, like, the just the general superhero fiction category mm -hmm. and Amazon pinged me and they said, I can't do that and have that in the juvenile <laughs> fiction category as well. Mm -hmm. so I'm like, well, there's nowhere else to accurately put it. So, um, I, I pouted over that for about a week or so. And then I just went ahead and did what they wanted me to. Um, but, um, yeah, so I've had, I've had a lot of readers say that, you know, it's, it's appropriate for teenagers. There's mm -hmm. not like squick in it, which yes, I wrote this, you know, knowing that my, I don't have a door on my study, you know? So I wrote this knowing that my kids could come by at any moment. Um, and occasionally I don't know when they're leaning over my shoulder. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Yes. I have a very, uh, I have a very PG workspace here and sometimes G. So um, so I, I wanted to write in the young adult workspace because when I was growing up, I wanted, this is what I wanted to read and I never mm -hmm. quite could read it. There was either like stuff that was way too adult or way too childish. And there wasn't anything like in between that I really, um, that I really felt satisfied with. Um, oh, and we have it. We haven't even touched on the big new feature of the re-release, though, since I'm doing this on my own. Mm -hmm. uh, there's, there is nothing to hold me back from overloading myself with work and doing all kinds <laughs> of weird stuff. Um, so I, this is actually, this new edition is mostly the same as the first edition that came out from Silver Empire Press. Uh, some more edits added. I you know, found and killed some typos, but mostly... Um, this is my cover art featured, and I've illustrated, you know, there's an illustration in every chapter, um, at least one. And, that you did? Uh, that it, you did? Yes. Oh, that's so cool. That's awesome. Yeah, so it's, I, I uh, feel like it was me warming up for the mm -hmm. eventual graphic novel. So Ooh. I've seen, I have such a strong impression of what some of the scenes look like. And now y'all can see him too. So uh, a graphic uh, novel might be in the works for Penis? Oh, yeah. As long as I just keep loading up future Paula with work, she can't complain. <laughs> I was going to say pretty soon, uh, balancing Soulbound and Penis, like, you're going to be unstoppable. <laughs> oh, there, oh, that's not even all. Um, so, yeah, I've, I was working uh, over the past couple of years. I've been working with Jeremy Law over some children's books that he'd written. And so I've illustrated two of them and they're going to be releasing the first one 
uh, sometime this month. It's going to be Growly Locks and the Three Humans. Oh, I love that. I love that so much. Is that like a bear like take on things or? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So uh, it's uh, it's full color illustrations, very painterly style. Um, I've really had so much fun painting this book Mm -hmm. and also the next book. But we'll stick to the first one for now. Um, So, yeah, you'll notice it um, if you I'll probably uh, post a few links on my social media, too, when they get it launched. But you'll notice it by the. by the picture of the uh, the bear with the gigantic hind end <laughs> eyeing this chair that she has been invited to sit in, like this is this isn't gonna work. <laughs> so yeah, that was one of my earliest concepts for the book when uh, when I read the script for it, and uh, I just thought it was hilarious, and so did Jimmy, Jimmy, Jeremy. <laughs> So is this what kind of like led you, uh, you were saying to uh, be, try to be the artist for Soulbound Issue 3 then? Well, I mean, yeah, I did not think that I could stick with such a big project for long enough to, you know, illustrate some, you know, 30 or so pages mm-hmm. of a comic. But then after, after doing two children's books, like back to back, and also illustrating, you know, 30 images for penance which were smaller images but uh, still I wanted to make each one you know actual art and not just you know throw something together for each one um, after doing all that I realized hey I stuck with it and yeah. I'm getting faster <laughs> so after that um <clears throat> I've also now scripted out a children's book for my sister who runs Magnolia Fawn Rescue. So I'm going to, we're sort of co-authoring another children's book and I'm going to do a ton of paintings for that (laughs) and we'll run a Kickstarter for it. And then she'll have a book uh, to go along with her fundraisers for when she's, you know, saving deer. Mm Mm-hmm. You are just stacking on the work uh, more and more in 2023. Holy crap, Paula. I mean, so we have Penis to look forward to, Soulbound Issue 3 sometimes in the work, a graphic novel down the line, and then co-writing or helping your sister uh, create a book as well? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So um, it's really difficult to make Fawn live. So she's extremely occupied with that. And she's, let's see, I think last year, last year was something like 150. Oh, gosh. Yeah. And, you know, it's nearly fall season. It is mm-hmm. almost upon us. And uh, so I, I feel like this almost ominous dread coming up every time I see her uh, <laughs> post on Facebook. Like, oh, no, here comes the flood. <laughs> here comes the fawn. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, she's in she's she goes all over the upstate. Nope. Picking up deer and somehow making them live, and it's mm-hmm. just really difficult. We um, uh, had a—it's uh, a fawn nursery. They—they they don't do quite that much, though. I think maybe they do at most under ten, probably under five. But it's yeah, always that's, that's it, about how she started. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's, it's it, their whole entire yard is just like fenced off, like all mm-hmm. over. You like because you don't realize how high these guys can jump. And, oh yeah, uh, it's just so interesting to kind of just see them like just chilling, right? Like they start getting used to human human interactions and everything. 
Um, yeah, so she has to be very careful to make sure that they end up wild and can be released. Mm-hmm. Um, so she's the only one allowed to go near them most of the time, but there's still like so many that she needs help you know, just <laughs> maintaining everything. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so she lives next door and sometimes they, the ones that she releases close by, they hop the fence. Now I've got a herd of about a dozen in my yard. <laughs> and, uh, so I'm, I'm a little concerned about my brand new plum trees, but they've only nibbled a little so far. So far. Hey, I bet uh, it in winter it looks pretty though, right? Or wait, do they probably go on, do deer go in hibernation in the winter? Uh, not, not really. They still cruise around, but they, they spend more time huddled up, Mm -hmm. keeping warm. But, uh, yeah, they, they don't like windy days. I never see them out during windy (laughs) days, but I see them, uh. Just strolling around my yard, and then you know I step out the door, and they're like, "Oh no!" And the little white flag tails come up, and they go bounding off. And I'm like, what? <laughs> so, guys, what? right I'm here, right here is the link. Check this book out. We need to sell uh, enough copies to get Paula a big fan to keep those fawn away from her plum tree. We have J. Michael Miller joining us on uh, YouTube, throwing uh, some flexing arms in chat that I mean, that'd be awesome to see though. Like when you go outside and then you just see them like bopping away, like deer, deer, they could be yeah. cute. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I really do kind of like seeing them, you know, wandering around the yard. They, uh, they keep the cat interested in, in everything. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, that's and awesome. fortunately I'm not much of a gardener. So I don't, I don't feel too bad if they wander around and they, you know, they do the weed eating for me. It's, fine. <laughs> it's summer. It'd be nice too. They could start uh, eating up some of the grass too, helping with the lawn maintenance. Not bad. Not bad at all. So we yeah. talked a little bit about what's next for you in 2023. Paula, you've been on the show before. You know the drill. I always love asking for a little bit of advice. So for anyone looking to get started writing a novel, I mean, 320 pages seems like a, a decent amount of work. What would be your best suggestion for them to kind of get started? Like, is there maybe a short story or what type of route should they try to gear towards just to get in the, in the, the routine of becoming a writer? Um, well, I mean, I think it's different for everybody, but for me, um, it's a story you can't get out of your head. It's the one that you're daydreaming about all the time. The one you're always making better. You start talking to yourself and your other self trying out all your dialogue. Um, so you sound like an absolute nutcase. Um, <laughs> I mean, my family just deals with it. Um, and so you finally, what's really great about that though, is you, you, you get to, de- you have somewhere to deliver your one-liners and your comebacks. Mm-hmm. Um, but whatever that story is that won't leave you alone and you just, just talk to yourself about it all the time. Well, one day, one day you're going to forget it if you don't sit down and put your hands on the keyboard and start typing or, you know, grab a notebook. Or if you get nervous about the empty page on the screen, grab a notebook. If you get nervous about the empty page on the notebook, grab some napkins. Um, <laughs> I mean, the most worthless little scraps of backs and backs of envelopes or and nubs of chewed on pencils or anything. And mm-hmm. you just say, it doesn't matter. This is the first draft. It's supposed to look like absolute garbage. And you just write it on this tackiest little heap of papers you've got. And then you just transcribe it. And then you fill in the gaps. 
And yeah, just, I mean, do it. You, you quit quit do it, being right? precious to yourself and make it happen. I love that so much. Thank you, Paula. Because um, I think really, become a writer. There's no, there. You know, you could be an aspiring writer all you want, but that's not going to happen until you become a writer. So you got to take the aspiring part out and just do it. Like, awesome advice, Paula. Before we let you go, though, what have you been reading? What have you been watching? Like uh, any type of media you've been consuming lately? Um. Well. Since I have been thinking about going the graphic novel route with Penance, you know, also I still got to do those sequels. Mm -hmm. Working on those. Pulling them together. <laughs> Not being precious anymore. <laughs> writing them down on the scraps of paper. Mm -hmm. um, so since I've been interested more in, uh, you know, I've done comics. I'm still doing comics. I am also looking into web comics. So I've been reading a lot of stuff on Tapas. So um, a lot of different ones, actually. I skip around to all like the freebies and stuff and see mm -hmm. how they, they launch a story forward and what the formatting is like. But also um, a lot of like fantasy Regency era revenge story stuff. Mm -hmm. just, just because it's fun to get into something completely different than what I write. I love you. You're like, I'm just going to tackle on a whole different media. Let's go. <laughs> Let's keep going. I want to tackle all the media. Mm -hmm. But um, fortunately, I I have been, fortunately for future Paula, I have been priced out of movies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you got to train some of those fonts to help uh, alleviate some of that workload for you. Get Like tie, tie a pencil to one of those hoops and get them to draw. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's awesome. Paula, thank you so much for swinging by and hanging out with us. Everyone watching right here is the link to pre-order Penis. Once again, make sure to happen. We need to get Paula a big fan to keep those fawn away from her plum tree and help secure future series for her. So, Paula, thank you for swinging by, breaking down this awesome book. Everyone watching, I hope you all have a lovely Thursday. But most importantly, guys, keep it geekly.